0: It's a countdown show today on Locked On Pelicans, and I've got the five biggest reasons why Pelicans fans need to be excited about the FIBA World Cup. Let's look at what's in store for Brandon Ingram, Trey Murphy, Dyson Daniels, and more. It's a Tuesday episode of Locked On Pelicans. Let's go. You are Locked On Pelicans, your daily New Orleans Pelicans podcast. Welcome to another edition of Locked On Pelicans, the daily podcast covering your favorite team, the New Orleans Pelicans and NBA, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day, available wherever you get your podcasts and available on YouTube. I'm your host, Pelicans Insider, credential member of the media, Jake Madison, at Nola Jake on Twitter, here with y'all on this Tuesday, not Monday. I was just a little tired on Monday, so push the show today. We'll be back to the regular off-season schedule of Monday, Wednesday, live show Thursday. We're going to come back with a What If Wednesday tomorrow for you. So we're just pushing the countdown show to today And it also works out perfectly because we got a little bit of FIBA action with an exhibition game between the Pelicans, or not the Pelicans, Team USA and Puerto Rico, Brandon Ingram in there, and it gave me a reason and an excuse to look at all of the FIBA action and some of the biggest storylines coming out of that. So that's what we're going to cover. Count it down, the five top reasons in today's episode of Locked On Pelicans. And of course, thank you for making Locked On Pelicans your first listen today and every day. We're here Monday through Friday for y'all, breaking down everything you want to know about the Pelicans the number one Pelicans podcast giving you the content you want to hear for your second listen go check out Locked On Saints training camp I saw Ross Jackson over the weekend dude is just killing it go give a listen to Locked On Saints if you haven't and if you're an everydayer, thank you for making Locked On Pelicans like a daily part of your routine I, I love it and if you want to support the channel of course subscribe wherever you get your podcast and listen every single day become an everydayer. or two words so let's get right into this. Top five reasons to be excited about FIBA. You know, it's it's not NBA basketball, but NBA players are in it, along with some others that aren't. But this is actually pretty great because New Orleans has a lot of action going on with all of this. And I'm pretty excited to be able to watch these. I was just watching the first half of Team USA take on Puerto Rico when I decided let's just jump in right now and record it because the inspiration struck. So number one, we do these just starting at the top. The number one reason to be excited about things, health. Brandon Ingram is healthy. For Team USA and playing in this, if he wasn't healthy, if he wasn't ready to go, if the team had concerns about his health, he would not be playing. And as we have said all along, and it's going to be going into next season too, the Pelicans are good if they're healthy, if they're healthy. And if there was any concern that Brandon Ingram wouldn't be healthy, he wouldn't be playing. The team didn't let Jose Alvarado play for Puerto Rico because they want him recovering from the stress reaction that he had in his leg. If there was any concern about Brandon Ingram, he wouldn't be playing. The fact that he is playing means zero concern. That's exactly what you want to hear if you're a Pelicans fan. And even spoke, and this quote comes from The Athletics, says, quote, At first I had concerns about it, playing in, in FIBA. Everyone wants to play a full and healthy NBA season, Ingram said. Talking to my trainers and staff, they thought it would be—they thought it was a good idea to get some early bumps before the season starts. When they gave me the okay, I was all with it, so I wasn't hesitant. I really wanted to do this thing. End quote. You know, he was concerned that this maybe would cause some issues going into the year, that he wouldn't be healthy, that maybe it would wear on his body. And when you look at how NBA players train, you know, they're playing a lot of actual basketball during the summer. Their summer league, they're playing. Open gym runs, or not open gym runs, but they're in gym runs, playing games twice a day, working with each other, and you, you play basketball constantly. And usually in August is when maybe you don't play as much. You still work out. You still do some of the training, the conditioning, but you're not kind of putting your body through it as much as you normally do. You need to give it a break. So this would normally be the time for Brandon Ingram to rest, to recover for the start of the season. And he's like, I want to play some basketball. And he's like, I was concerned about that. And then everyone kind of allayed those concerns and said, go get it. And he's out there getting it. The fact that he feels like this won't hurt him this coming season, the fact that the Pelicans think he's in a good enough spot where this won't hurt him this coming season. And look, he was healthy at the end of the year. It wasn't like he was out injured there and he was actively recovering from an injury or anything. But he missed 29 straight games with that toe injury. This... Him playing, I think, just shows he's going to be good to go and there's no long-term concerns with it. And It's kind of an idea of iron sharpens iron, so this maybe makes him a little bit better. Love to see that because health is going to be the number one thing for the Pelicans this season. Number two, this one's a little bit shorter. We don't need to dwell on this one this long, but I saw the photos and I I mean, it just makes you think what could be. Trey Murphy looks jacked. Trey Murphy put on muscle and got bigger. And if you were looking for him to add something to his game a little bit or something to work on, you know, given the role he might play this coming season and a role we would like to see him play, strength was a big one. It's not the most amazing rebounder on the team. He has the height for it, the, you know, for all of that. But getting that strength to be able to box out, bang down low, and do all of those things. Yeah, I think he got it. <laughs> I think he found it. The work that he's been doing this offseason has absolutely paid off for him because he looks significantly bigger than he did before. Leaner. Stronger. For a guy that's going to have a big role this season, and we will be doing the show eventually of should he be starting or not. Him, Herb, who might it be? And I just went on Locked On Fantasy Basketball, which is going to drop at some point today, maybe tomorrow, depending on when you're listening to this. And he and Josh Lloyd, our hosts of Locked On Fantasy Basketball, literally the best locked, uh, liter- well, maybe the best locked on hosts on the network, but literally the best fantasy basketball expert out there. Like no one beats Josh Lloyd has, says that Trey Murphy should start. We actually had a good discussion about all of that, and he laid out some very good reasoning that I'll probably steal from him when we do that show eventually. But Trey Murphy putting on the muscle to be able to kind of compete in maybe a more elevated role. To be able to play a more physical style, to defend bigs better, we've seen him guard centers before. Saw it in summer league his rookie year, and I loved it. I want to see that more of that. If he can put on the muscle to be able to handle that, that opens up so many options for the New Orleans Pelicans. And I don't know. You see him in those photos, and it's like his shoulder muscles were huge. it's like, okay. Sign me up for that. That's what we want to see out of these guys, improving. So I was very excited to see that. So we got Brandon Ingram healthy, Trey Murphy looking jacked. Let's talk Herb Jones, Dyson Daniels, and then BI again as we get through the rest of this episode of Locked on Pelicans. But before we get to the next segment here, I'm excited to tell you about FanDuel. Football season is about to kick off, and FanDuel is giving you the chance to win all season long. Because right now, when you bet on a Super Bowl winner, you can get bonus bets every time they win in the regular season. Just pick any team, and you better pick the Saints to win the Super Bowl, and you're going to get bonus bets for every victory. You can use your bonus bets on the spread, player props, over-unders, and more. If you think the Saints are going to win a lot of games, and Ross Jackson is very high on what we're seeing from Derek Carr right now over at the Locked on Saints podcast, go get some bonus bets and pick the Saints to win the Super Bowl. So visit Fanduel.com slash LockedOn and start earning bonus bets with America's number one sportsbook. That's Fanduel.com slash LockedOn. The official sports betting partner of Locked On as well. And thank you for making Locked On Pelicans your first listen today and every day. We're in the off-season mode. Monday, Wednesday, live show. Thursday, tomorrow, we're doing What If Wednesday. What if everything goes wrong and the team gets hurt? What happens after that? Last week, we did What If the Pelicans win the title? What goes right for that to happen? And then what does it mean for the subsequent seasons? Well, what if we get a worst-case scenario here? Because that's where I think things get really interesting. We're going to break that down for you in tomorrow's What If Wednesday episode of Locked On Pelicans. And if you want to support the channel, be coming every day. Or listen Monday, Wednesday, Thursday. Monday through Friday when we go back to that sooner than you think. And of course, we'll be covering FIBA here and Brandon Ingram and all of the Pelicans players giving you updates on that as well. So let's keep counting down top five reasons to be excited about FIBA. We went over BI, went over Trey. Let's go to number three here. Herb Jones is going to be used in interesting ways. And I think remind a lot of people of who he is. got paid, got paid. 12 million a year, basically, is what that contract is. A little bit more, 12 and a half or so. And Josh Lloyd likes him, but makes the very good point of that's more or less it, it basically is, mid-level exception money. That's not necessarily starter money, which is kind of $20 million a year now for most players. So is he going to be off the bench? Is he going to start? You know, And he makes the argument that the offense is so much better for Trey Murphy that Herb Jones, should, you know, use him. He's great defensively, but bring him off the bench. And the defensive gap between Herb and Trey Murphy isn't as big as the offensive gap is from Trey to Herb. You kind of get what I'm saying there. And I countered with, well, what if you use Herb Jones better? What if you use Herb Jones better? And maybe the three-point shot isn't what it could be, though he actually shot well the second half of the season. What if you just use him better? I'm curious to see on that USA Select team scrimmaging against T, you know, the actual Team USA and as the time-honored tradition of the kind of underdog guys show up in that first scrimmage or two and smack Team USA in the face. And that happened here as Team USA lost to the select team. Kid Cunningham out there doing his thing. You know, just using Trey in different, not Trey, Herb in different ways, I think is huge. And if the Pelicans coaching staff is paying attention and they see things that work, adapt that. Steal it. Use it. With your offense. He, we know what he can do defensively. I retweeted a clip out there of him just being ridiculously good defensively. And he's doing it against some of the best players in the league that are on Team USA right now. And he's making them all look like fools, which is you know what he does defensively. So I'm excited about how he's going to be used on offense. And does that make him more playable, more viable? Because then all of a sudden, if it does, if you unlock something with that from him, whether it's on-ball screens, having him initiate dribble handoffs and things like that, right, that just make him more of a threat. He's got the ball in his hands, you have to pay attention to him. Now he's facilitating a little bit or you're just using him in very simple actions where he kind of hands the ball off and uses his body to also create space for a shooter. All of that's going to be important. If you can do that, he becomes more playable. You know, he's never not playable, but you get what I'm saying. It's going to elevate your offense more, make you harder to defend. I mean, less of a focus on Zion Ingram, CJ McCollum. So getting him away from the Pelican staff and with another coaching staff that can maybe use him a little bit more creatively on offense is something that's going to make me really excited because that's what I want to see done this season in New Orleans with him. Defensively. Dude's good. Dude's just really good. I don't know. I really like Herb Jones. I like most of the guys on the team. They're all just really kind of fun and dig them all. Also in this segment here, let's jump to number four. Dyson Daniels with the Australian team, I think is going to be great. What Dyson needs is minutes just to go out and play and not have some of the pressure of, well, if I miss a couple of shots, if I turn the ball over, I'm not going to play for New Orleans anymore. I'm going to be out of the rotation. And when we were looking at the rotation on Locked On Fantasy Basketball, and I didn't have Jordan Hawkins really in the 10-man rotation to start the year, Josh Lloyd asked me whose minutes he might take, and I said, it could be Dyson. If Dyson goes out and just doesn't give you any offense, might they drop him for Jordan Hawkins? And so when you have that kind of quick leash, that can be kind of stressful. But with Australia, maybe there's a little bit less pressure. You're getting to go through more of those games, more of those reps, more of those practices. And they're all about to go meet up together to start really training for the World Cup. So he's going to get to get all of that run. And we saw him kind of realize how big and strong he is in summer league and use that to his advantage. And Josh was actually there and said, he looks like he's 6'9", 6'10". Like he's still growing like he's bigger. So... I'm going to be curious to see does Dyson Daniels try and use those physical tools that he has out there on the court and take advantage of that. If his three-point shot's not falling, can he just drive and attack? And he's going to be doing it against, frankly, not summer league competition, which don't know if that's telling you a whole lot. FIBA and some of the games that they're going to be playing, that is going to be looking a little bit better to me for everything. So I think this is a, Better moment for him against better competition to really show how his game is growing and use it to refine his game a little bit more. So I'm excited to see Dyson Daniels out there on the court with Australia. It's great that it's not just Team USA and that the Pelicans have a lot of players involved with things here. All right, coming up next, more on Brandon Ingram. Seen some things from him that get you excited, not just him playing and being healthy but the way he's playing out there on the court let's look at that coming up here next in today's episode of locked on pelicans and thank you for making locked on pelicans your first listen today and every day we're here monday wednesday thursday 7 p.m the live show on youtube where i chat with y'all answer your questions i give more inside information in that say some things i really shouldn't at times because we're just having fun, I'm going with the flow, and I'm in the moment, and I dig it. If you want to get a little bit of a hint of what the Pelicans' other alternate jerseys are going to look like next year, the City Edition jerseys, I told you all on that show, either go back and watch one of them, or just join the one Thursday at 7 p.m. Central. And if you want to support Locked on Pelicans, subscribe wherever you get your podcast, tell a friend about the show, and leave a five-star review with a comment. And comment down below on YouTube and be coming an every day or listen Monday through Friday. Two words, every day. And I love when I see those in the comments on YouTube saying every day or here. Anything like that. Love it. Saw a of y'all y'all out this weekend. Was a lot of fun. Everyone being like, I'm an every day or here. And it's just like, I just want to give y'all a high five for something like that. So let's get into the final reason that you've got to be paying attention to FIBA, that you've got to be watching Team USA, all of this, because this is maybe the biggest one it's not it's the fifth one but it's it's up there but the health is more important for Brandon Ingram so it knocks this one down but it's pretty important too they're all important that's why they're on the list Brandon Ingram's game Brandon Ingram's game you know one thing that you've seen and from talking to a couple people who are out there covering the team is he seems like a leader he seems like a leader of this team he has Instant respect from all of his teammates. They really understand how good he is. You know, you often hear, you know, like cliches of like your favorite player's favorite player. You know, Carmelo Anthony is your favorite player's favorite player kind of thing when you're like, but he's not a great, efficient scorer and why do they love, you know, I don't love him. But players kind of dig those type of guys. There is something about Brandon Ingram that they really gravitate to it sounds like and does seem like he's one of the leaders on this team and when you've watched him in some of the scrimmages the clips you've seen from people who have been watching it he's trying to really lead the team almost as a point guard really looking to facilitate and play that kind of role and for this Pelicans team that doesn't have a you know real true point guard on it I have a bunch of secondary you know three quarter ball handlers they need someone to really kind of step into that role a little bit more. And it seems like Brandon Ingram might be using his time on Team USA to try that out, to facilitate more, to set up teammates more. Those driving kicks, right? Picking and pops and other moves like that. And it leads into the second point of this is I'm really going to be watching his shot selection he's a mid-range assassin, right? Like, there's a lot of Kevin Durant to his game. He can get to the spot in the mid-range. He's got incredible length. He can jump pretty high when you elevate in those mid-range areas. No one can contest those. Like, you can't. You can stick an arm up and try and kind of get in his way. But with the height that he has, with the wingspan that he has, you're not actually contesting those shots. So, if he... He can do that. We know he can do that. But can he add more to his game? Can he make it more efficient? The mid-range shot, especially those long mid-rangers, which I don't have a problem with him taking, are not the most efficient shot there. But if you drive and attack the basket and try and score, and he did that in the first half that I watched, put the ball on the ground from the perimeter and could have taken a mid-ranger, shot over, and instead put the ball on the ground, drove and attacked and got the dunk. More of that. Attack the basket. You saw him take some threes early, making a 3-2. Now, his shot hasn't really been there in the scrimmages from what's been reported and from what I've seen and from what I saw in the first half of this game. So he just decided to go and create for others. Three or four assists, I forget what it was, in the first half against Puerto Rico. Now, we don't need to read too much into a scrimmage, but these guys are taking it seriously. And his assist numbers will be higher if he is using... very efficient shot selection in the scrimmage you saw him attack like in the clips that i've seen you see him playing downhill trying to get to the rim and when they take that away and the FIBA rules are different there's no three-second violation guys can just kind of camp in the lane and try and contest shots but when you force rotations by that someone's going to be open and Brandon Ingram was finding them for open three-point looks that's important when it comes to the Pelicans because they need to shoot more threes than they did last year. They were third to last in terms of three point attempts. You need to up that, particularly with Zion Williamson out there and making threes to space the court a little bit better for him. So, if Brandon Ingram adjusts his play style a little bit to be more efficient, to be more, you know, creation for others for a team that at times lacks that, that's growth to his game. That's something that you're going to see him doing out there that then translates and impacts the Pelicans at a very high level next season. So when they're playing, and we'll be watching all the games, of course, if he's kind of foregoing a lot of those mid-rangers and instead attacking the defense, getting to the rim, shooting threes, I'm really encouraged by what that can do to kind of jumpstart, jolt the Pelicans offense next season, which did rank 20th in the half court. That's not good. Now, B.I. is not the problem with that, certainly. But if you can play more efficiently, it's only going to make your teammates better, too. So this is my top five reasons. Brandon Ingram, healthy. Trey Murphy, looking jacked. Herb Jones being used a little more creatively on offense. Dyson Daniels just getting some run, a little bit pressure-free, I think, and be able to kind of figure some things out, I think, is the exact kind of experience he needs before the NBA season starts. And then Brandon Ingram's overall game. What's the number one thing you're watching for when it comes to FIBA? Is it Brandon Ingram? Is it going to be Dyson Daniels? Is it going to be someone else? I didn't even mention Jonas Valanciunas in here. It's nice to care about this stuff. We've got some basketball in August here. This is awesome. Let me know what you think in the comments down below on YouTube. So that's going to do it for this episode of Locked on Pelicans. As always, I'm your host, Jake Madison, at NOLA Jake on Twitter. Back with you all tomorrow. What if Wednesday? What if Everything goes sideways for the Pelicans. We get the doomsday scenario. What happens the season after that the season after that? There's some long-term things I want to game out with y'all. That's going to be Wednesday's episode, so don't miss that one. Thank you all for listening. This is Lockdown Pelicans, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day, and I'll see y'all tomorrow.